Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Erica Sarzan Barillo. She's here to talk about her book, Chasing Radiance, Memoirs and Musings. Now, Erica is an extraordinarily talented woman. She's not only a professional artist and an author and a healer, but her background includes being an actress, a singer, and the leading lady of a New York-based movement theater company. She taught the associated course at NYU, Cornell, and Yale. Funded by the Rockefeller Foundation, they created a form of playwriting based on symbolic conventions and organic movement. She found her time under Paul J. Curtis to be invaluable. It set her on the path of a Renaissance life that led to directing, circus arts, jewelry making, painting, costume design, and writing. The common denominator in everything that Erica has engaged in artistically has pointed to the spiritual. And it's her mission to make a connection soul to soul, whether it be through a visual or a verbal means. Erica, wow, what a resume. I am so impressed with you. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Books on Air. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, this is this is going to be fun, very interesting. Boy, I heard that bio that you read, and I have to say, I'm kind of impressed with that person. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> You've never heard well, it quite I, that way. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never heard anybody say the full shebang. But I have to say, when I was listening to you, the one thing that struck me that really is oh so true is that it all comes together because of spirituality somehow. Um, And that's what it means for me to be uh, connected or plugged into what I call the creative unconscious, which I was from um, very early, very early on. As a little girl, I, I, I I was very, very quiet but I was absorbing things in, in a kind of spiritual, mystical way, hooking into beauty. And so the truth of the matter is, um, it was almost inevitable that I would also, among many, many, many things, write a book one day. And I have. I've written a few books, but, um, you know, it, it, it seems strange even to me to say, oh, this was inevitable. It was inevitable by my soul, my soul's desire. But being that quiet, one would never think I would be articulate enough. (laughs) Um, I'll just say this very quickly. I was a quiet child absorbing, but I was also holding a very difficult childhood. Um, I was holding a lot of trauma, uh, a lot of tragedy, a lot of crisis, but creativity was the thing that saved my life. The arts um, really was medicine to my soul. And once I started realizing some of those talents that you read off, which still uh, are, are, are kind of wild when I hear it myself, but once I started exploring uh, my life as an artist, uh, I began 
to speak my truth and express, because that's what we do. That's what artists are really all about. We express. Uh, and there was much to express when the floodgates opened. So yeah, I couldn't yeah, agree with you more. I mean, t- to me, the the line, I guess, is the word that I'm sort of thinking between the creativity and the spiritual is it's like a permeable membrane. You know, things move back and forth because the creativity the thing that I find so interesting about talking to people who are artists and writers is that that creative mind is amazing. It's, it's like popcorn. It's never still there. There's all kinds of things that go on in there. And when you talk to fiction writers, particularly, they have all of these other beings and these, these other universes living in their brains. And when you start talking about things like that, if there are people who are not wired that way, sometimes I think it's difficult for them to understand. But when you bring that spiritual yeah. component into it, I think that makes it perhaps a little more understandable. How did Chasing Radiance come into being? How did you decide? This is a very personal book. How did you decide to share the thoughts that are in oh, Chasing Radiance. I love, I love the word share. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we we dare to share our personal story. Um, uh, you know, there there are a couple of ways into answering that. I will say, I first wrote a book many many years ago uh, that was mystical poetry. And uh, it was more or less channeled. I'm not sure how I feel about that word because, you know, the universe is in us and we are in the universe. We're channeling aspects of ourselves when when we are poets. Um, But again, there was so much that I needed to say. Um, I started writing Chasing Radiance, though it didn't have that title, um, when I was 58 years old, I'm almost 70 now. And I wrote about 150 pages. And I stopped. Uh, after all of that work, and the writing of it was very enjoyable, despite the fact that uh, I've had a tough life. Um, because creative process actually puts you into coalescence. But I stopped around... 150 pages because um, I was right at the point where I I would have to revisit my illness. Mm. So um, I have Lyme disease. And around the age of 40, it was unbearable. And that's right around when I I said to myself, "I I can't revisit this, not at this time. Plus, I didn't necessarily feel that I was the right age to continue with memoirs. Um, Then, about two and a half years ago, I picked it up again. And this is kind of a funny story. There was some synchronicity here. Um, I had a vision, as I am wont to do. I had visions. I had a vision of a book that was going to be a combination of my, uh, pictures of my artwork, philosophical essays, and some of those memoirs from from 12 years back. As soon as I had that vision, I decided that I was going to dismiss it 
And I bet that you will understand where I'm coming from on this <laughs> yes. one. Because in my art room, I have scraps of scribble, years worth of, of unfinished books and unfinished this and unfinished plays, but, but really potent material. And I just thought, Ugh, why do I need to commit myself uh, to this when it may not come to pass? Well, listen to this. Here's the synchronicity. Three hours after that vision, and after I had dismissed that vision, I got a phone call from my publishing company, who I hadn't heard from in five full years. And they, they asked me, I swear this is true, they asked me, are you ready to write your next book? No. Well, <laughs> that's the truth. Uh, listen, I, I couldn't deny the universe. <laughs> I signed the contract right there and then, and I began. Erica, um, that's amazing. That's, that's, <laughs> this is my life, though. You know, I mean, really, it is a combination of um, absolute creativity uh, and spirituality. Uh, and I, I think, in a sense, uh, creativity is really the communication of spirituality. So uh, a lot of us wind up being, um, you know, uh, mystics. A lot of us wind up being philosophers. A lot of us wind up having a profound interest in the human condition. So that's where I am. And, uh, you know, it's the magic of life, and I'm just trying to communicate it. That is a really wonderful story. It just, I mean, <laughs> it's serendipitous. It's just, that's an amazing story. Let's, yes. Give, yes. let's give the listeners an overview of Chasing Radiance. Sort of give them an idea of what's in the book. You know, it, I, I'm glad that you're, you're asking that of me. May I read something to you? This, this is not now the, um, the excerpt that I want to read, but this comes from the press release. It's very short, but it's, it's a wonderful overview. Um, Please, go ahead. Very short. Okay. Chasing Radiance begins by the recounting of the author's story of her ancestors, who due to religious persecutions were driven from their homelands. During the Nazi invasion, they were forced to move around much of Europe till they finally escaped and immigrated to America. The author weaves her dramatic but magical storytelling of her personal life with a perspective that suggests that even one's darkest moments may lead to one's highest potential, and that quite possibly the wound is the way. The final chapter of the book is presented in daily journal entries that speak directly to the dilemma of society's present challenges with the pandemic, climate change, political unrest, as well as the indomitable spirit of humanity. That's perfect. So I, I think that kind of gives an overview. I think it does, too. Good. I think it Very does good. a good job. Now, you want to share the reading? that you were going to do? Sure. Okay, so um, just so you know, it's always hard for me to find an excerpt because um, 
there's a lot of material in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could have written a, a book about the Lyme disease. I could mm-hmm. have written a book about several different things, but chose to write a book about my life w- with pivotal stories. So this is just one. Um, and I'm daring to read something for you Ooh. and your listeners that uh, was a pretty dramatic event in my life. Um, it's called Katie Kill Mountain. Some wounds never heal and need to be tended through one's life. My experience at Katie Kill Mountain would leave me with such a wound. And as I reflect upon it now, I realize that my terrible hunger to be loved made me the perfect victim for a pedophile. In the summer of 1958, I was all of six years old when I suffered the trauma of sexual abuse. This became a chapter in my story that would significantly shape me and serve as a most vital aspect of my destiny, despite or because of fate. Oh, I would never speak of it to my parents or anyone, for that matter, for years. One learns at a very young age to swallow shame. And believe me, shame seems to always come with the territory of abuse. And so I learned to hold much inside my own soul with secrecy, at least for a while. There were years of quiet, yet with so much to say. But I held it all inside till the time to express would come, and it would come like a flood. Until that time, I would disappear. But then there is this. We find our ways to get through and live with all sorts of trauma. I almost think there is a kind of negotiation within our psyches when it comes to abuse that allows parts of ourselves to live freely in the world while other parts get sacrificed or repressed. The ramifications of such wounding never truly disappear altogether. And there is no doubt a trade-off for the coping mechanisms one develops when trauma gets packed away. But when I look back to that summer by Katie Kill Mountain, what remains most potently in my consciousness is actually not my terrible trauma, but the beauty and the magic of that place and time. Of course, one could say that the magic was really of my own making, but I must admit, I found myself so taken by our midsummer evenings chasing fireflies that the reality of the abuse seemed to slip away. Perhaps this was my childhood encounter with Numinous and with Kairos time, as they say, but chasing fireflies and radiance became a lifetime metaphor of sorts for me, my little fable about the worth of the eternal child who in her inherent belief in spirit could continuously tap into some greater truth and once again, beauty. Wow. Erica, that is such a powerful story, and you are so eloquent, especially when you're describing at the end the chasing fireflies. I'm right there with you. And, you know, the thing that I find so sad, um, I live in Texas, and when I was a child, fireflies came out every night in the summer. 
There no longer mm. are fireflies in Texas. Oh, no. No, but they're all gone. Oh, no. They're gone. And it that whole magic of those summer nights with those magical little creatures flying around, I mean, you just instantly brought that back into my imagination. Thank you for doing oh, that. That was absolutely that lovely. You really have such a way with words. Oh, thank you so much. Was this cathartic? Story. Was this it, cathartic it, for you to write this? Did it help to put it down? You know, this is so interesting, this question. Um, I, I, I think it has been extraordinarily cathartic, but it's not like once I started writing this book, I was still trying to figure things out, though, of course, I learned, you know, when you write, you, you, you inevitably learn. Um, I think I, I have, I have spent a lifetime working out and, and philosophizing and, um, it was cathartic to some degree, but I've got to tell you, I really felt more like um, my muse led the way, and I was able to just sit back in coalescence somehow mm-hmm. and let it write itself. Um, there was always a point of contact, if you know what I mean. I, I mean, it wasn't inner dialoguing. It was really more about uh, writing for the reader. Right. This this book is my story, but um, as as the uh, press release said, um, I, I I'm able to use it as a container to weave spiritual oversight and. Um, and really make contact with the reader. This was what was always most important to me. And I think that's the worth of, of story. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why we love to go to the movies. We need each other. We need to, to feel each other's vulnerability. We need to feel a protagonist overcome. We need... Uh, to get outside of ourselves in a way and really intimately connect with um, the story and and the story's protagonist, almost to learn how to live ourselves, if that makes any sense at all. Because, you know, socially, it's hard to make that intimate, vulnerable contact. But I think we learn more from each other than we do from a book of rules. Me too. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Who did you write this for? Who, when you were writing, did you have anyone in mind as an oh, audience for the book? Yeah. yeah. How do I how do I explain this? I did always have the world in mind. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that may sound wild and and over the top, but but honestly, I do think of the world. I do. Um, I do want to be an agent of change, um, and I have I have much to say. We all do, um, but it really was the world. A specific person, oh well, my son, uh, uh-huh. and perhaps anyone who 
who was generous enough to to open my book and take a gander, uh, anyone who would receive me. Um, but I do think in those terms, I do think mythically, I do think pretty big as well as personally. I agree. I like what you just said. I really like that who would open the book and permit you in. Really, that's what it is. When you open a book as personal yeah. as this, it's permitting you in. And you and I both know that there are people who have experienced some of the same kinds of things you talk about in the book. Yeah. And yeah. the idea that you've written about that and that you've pushed forward and that you've done so many wonderful things, I think is just a testimony to your strength of character and to you as a person. Well, thank you. I I certainly hope that somehow we can all kind of step up and 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 feel our worth in the world. Yeah. And uh and and understand that indeed we are here for a reason. We're here to move each other. We're here to learn from each other, but we are also here to to inspire each other. Well, I think you're inspiring people right now. Let's tell them where they can find the book. It's at, it's at the obvious place. It's on Amazon. And if there's anyone out there who has never gone to Amazon for any reason, it's very simple. All you do is put in the www.amazon.com and click on it. And when you do that, it takes you right to the home page for Amazon. And I remember the first time I did that, I was overwhelmed by all the stuff that's there on that home page. What you're looking for <laughs> is a long rectangular box that's empty. And in that box, you want to type the following. The title of Erica's book is Chasing, C-H-A-S-I-N-G, Radiance, R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E, colon, Memoirs, M-E-M-O-I-R-S, and Musings. Now let me spell Erica's name for you. By Erica, E-R-I-C-A, Sarzin, S-A-R-Z-I-N, dash, Barillo, B-O-R-R-I-L-L-O. And I suspect if you just get Chasing Radiance by Erica Sarzen Barillo in that search feature, it'll come right up. That's what happened for me when I looked for it on Amazon. And there's a, an excerpt in the book. You can see the cover of the book. There is a description of the book, and you can buy it right there on that page. Now, Erica, I know that on your website, you have some additional information where the listener, if they don't want to buy from Amazon, they could buy from somewhere else. Let's give them that website. Yes. So it's a simple one. It's www.chasingradiance.com. And it's beautiful. Yeah, there's, there's a page that opens to several links. I think you can even purchase through uh, the publishing company, which is Balboa Press. Yeah. Yeah. So they could either get it from Amazon or Balboa Press. And possibly, I've heard authors say that uh, someone could go into a bookstore and ask for the book and that they could order it directly from the publisher. So that might also be something that someone might want to do. 
Yeah, I, what, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I have to plug one of your other websites because you have three, and I do my homework. And so I was looking around, learning about you, and I went to the www.ericasarzenbarillo, all lowercase, no spaces, dot com. There was the most marvelous paintings and the most beautiful jewelry, and I was absolutely blown away by your talent, and I wanted to put that in there so that our listeners would really understand what an artistic and talented individual you really are because your your work is just extraordinary it's just beautiful oh it means the world to me to hear you say that i really appreciate it well it, if it if it were not true i would not say something but it's just i think that if they get the book they should also take a look at your artwork because I think that would give them a little insight into you and into your talent and into your ability. You're into and have experienced so many things. It's just uh, the book gives an overview of one part of you, but this would give them an opportunity to see another part of you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it occurs to me, um, we might also um, uh, state the name of my my artist's uh, Facebook page. Sure. Which has, has a funny name. <laughs> it's a funny name. Uh, but this is me. It's called Wild Woman Arts. That's my, my artist's Facebook page. I love it. And, and actually, there's a lot more of my art on that page than my website at this point. I really need to revamp it. But, um, oh, Suzanne, I really appreciate your, your, your saying this means the world to me. I just think it's important because I think it lets people see sides of you that they would not see just looking at the book. And I have one more kind of a thought question for you, Eric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When people go from being listeners to being readers and they buy a copy of Chasing Radiance and they read the book and they read it from cover to cover and they finish, they come to that moment where they either electronically or physically close the back cover for the final time. What do you really want the reader to take away from Chasing Radiance? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> this, this, you're making me tear up here to tell oh, you the truth. I'm sorry. And no, no, in a good way, because what I really do want the reader to take away is, is the light, um, the light, uh, and hope no matter what is going on. I'm going to read the last words, the very, very last words. And um, I want you to know that I open and I close with um, the words of the goddess. Okay, that's an inner character, an outer character, but the goddess closes the book with a few, a few words. She says, dream on, said the goddess to the traveling fool, dream on 
and envision the world anew once more and once more and once more. It is really hope that I want my reader to to walk away with because these times are hard. Yes. Um, but, you know, as long as we're alive, it really is up to us to be alchemists for our own psychic health and emotional health, but also for the world. And we have to keep dreaming, fiercely dreaming. Um, so, you know, I mean, really, aside from my personal pivotal stories uh, and how I got through them and overcame them, um, this book really is, is for you. It's for the reader. It's, it's, it's a help out in my own small way. Um, but that really is about inspiring people to remain alive, as alive as can be, um, in the face of these challenging moments. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for sharing your wonderful personal insights and your personal story and how you overcame the, the inspiration that you have given us in the book. And you're right. We are in a place where we all need those kinds of things right now. It's been such a pleasure yeah. to have you as my guest oh. today on Books on Air. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed speaking with you. <laughs> it's yeah. fun. We could talk for a very long time, Erica. I know. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> now remember, absolutely. Now remember, listeners, yeah. you can find Erica's book, Chasing Radiance Memoirs and Musings, by Erica, E R I C A, Sarzin, S A R Z I N, dash Barillo, B O R R I L L O. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I so hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast. You see, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.